0: Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much for having me back on your show. Dude, it's our show. You wrote the theme song. You researched the movie we are going to watch in real time in its entirety. Uh, What else did you do?
1: I I don't know, but I all did it all in the service of
0: your show. Which we are very excited. Our show is kicked off. We are here on MutinyRadio.fm. We're here every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety. We want you to watch the movie. Let us watch the movie together. And we also want you to listen to our podcast at the same time. Isn't that amazing? We're also a podcast, Carl, by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a terrific YouTube channel where, Carl, again, one of the many hats you wear, you compress it. You take the audio and the video and you make it into one thing and YouTube's only busted us (laughs) fuckers. We also want you to support Mutiny Radio. Go to mutinyradio.fm, check out the other shows. If you listened today, before us was just Luke Sayer. It was just Luke, what's really happening, a terrific show. Uh, And there's other great shows, and there's live comedy Fridays and Mondays, so go to the website, learn about how to be an audience member, learn how to perform, learn how to listen, and subscribe. Uh, but we want you to subscribe to our podcast as well. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? We will
1: watch this week Drive In Massacre. It's Drive Dash In Massacre mm-hmm. 1976. So you're now, not
0: literally driving into a massacre. The massacre occurred at right. a drive in.
1: Yeah, that's right. You're not like <laughs> you're not driving into the Valentine's Day massacre.
0: But those poor seventy ninety year olds <laughs> that drive into like the promenade. Right. It's yeah.
1: it's a drive in and there still is one of those in New Jersey, by the way. I well, it I must think- be really
0: popular during COVID, right? Like, everyone must have gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: There were comedy shows there, and and instead of cla- uh, laughing, they honked.
0: Seriously. Uh-huh. Oh, um, did hey. you do crowd And You did crowd work. You're like, hey, blue car, <laughs> why are you hanging out with pig car? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crank cold, cold, cold. What the hell kind of dent is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay.
1: Drive-in massacre, nineteen seventy-six. Now, the channel we like is film and clips. It's ampersand for the and sign. Film and clips, no space. But we must choose the sixteen thousand
0: views. Okay, eleven
1: thousand has ads.
0: So again, we are going to clips and dicks.
1: Films and Cliffs. Films and clips. Now, films look, and the first one that comes up, the first channel, was Orlando Eastwood Films. Stay away from it because it's we a We love Orlando, list. we
0: love Eastman Films, but stay away from it. Go ahead, find the version with 16,000 views, it's right. ad-free. Click the link, hit pause, move the timer to the left. We're going to give you a couple minutes before the movie starts because we're really excited to have a celebrity comedian do our celebrity community wow. countdown to kick off the movie. So Carl has recorded this. I haven't heard it, but I can't wait to. It's going to be very excited. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Vicki Plummer. <laughs> welcome, Vicki.
2: Thank you so much for having me,
1: Carl. Now, Vicki, you and I have been knowing each other out there, not just on the open mic scene, but on serious shows. You're booked at Scotty's all the time on these, like, late night with Anthony Quinns, and you participate in the comedy uh, competitions. So I just wanted to understand, like, how long have you been doing comedy?
2: I have a really interesting um, uh, comedy career because it started when I was young. I did stand up from... 2000 to 2007 Uh um, in New York. My background is actually, I have a degree in in musical theater. I toured with a couple of different theater companies. But when I was 10, I told my parents I wanted to be a stand-up comic. And um, I'm sure they were like, great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I went to school for musical theater because, you know, I grew up in New Hampshire. There wasn't a, you know, here, go here to become a stand-up comic. Right. So Um, When I moved to New York City after I got off my last tour, that was um, 1999, and I happened to be looking through Backstage, which used to be a newspaper, but now it's all on on. I remember. And I was looking through, and I saw this ad for New York Comedy Club, and it was a comedy class. And I was like, oh my God, what? So I took my first um, comedy class back then, and I loved it. And I was like, oh my God, and I was hooked. And so I started doing stand up then. And the last thing I did, it was between me and one other comic to be the warm up comic for um, Emerald Live on Food Network. Mm-hmm. And mm. it was so much fun. It, the callback was to do the live show. And Emerald was super sweet and really nice and introduced me to the crowd as his new warm up comic. And I could see the producer running behind the crowd, which I knew she was going to come over and be like, he doesn't make the decision, which is exactly what she said. (laughs) And because I knew there was another person that was going to do the same thing I was going to do the next day. Mm. So then she called me and said, I didn't get the job. And so I said to her, "Um, can you give me some, some helpful feedback? You know, why, you know, why I didn't get the job to help me in the future. And she didn't have any advice for me. And I was like, What And I found out a couple days later that the the guy that got the job was the friend of the current warm up comic. And I was like, oh, okay. But his show got canceled two weeks later. And (laughs) I was like, oh, so it wasn't meant to be. And so I decided I was just going to take a little break. Because I I had gotten this job working at Broadway.com. I had already had it. I had been working there for... see, four years at that point, but we had gotten bought by Broadway.com. So it was now like a big corporate job. And so I had to learn like how to work in a big corporate company. And so I was like, well, let me just take a couple of months away from comedy. Cause I was kind of burnt out anyway. And you know, I was working nine to five instead of not having my time free, you know and then doing comedy at night. And I was like, let me just take a little break It turned into a 12 year break
1: instead (laughs) of a few months. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. And so I came back in January of 2019. And during that time, 44 months. Yeah. It was a very long time. (laughs) Um, But during that time, I had so many life experiences. Uh, Like I beat cancer during that time. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I had, I took care of my mom for about four months when she was really sick. She came and lived with me in my tiny basement apartment in astoria Mm -hmm. and we had like she had surgery and we had like nurses coming every day and it was really fun though i wouldn't i wouldn't like change that experience you know we saved her life and it was worth it yeah and you know like things like that happened so every time i wanted to go back there was some major thing that was going on i had an infected gallbladder and almost died and and that that was the thing that i was like okay I really want to go back but i felt like i have this great job i have a 401k i have health insurance but i wasn't happy you know what i mean i wasn't doing what i really wanted to do and so finally i just was like it's now or never you just have to do it and so i just was like i'm gonna go back i'm gonna try it again and I felt weird, but at the same time, I was like, "I don't care. I'm just gonna do it." And so I went back in January of 2019, and um, it was weird because there were still comics that I knew and still like really still, like clubs that I knew, but not like they were. They were um, some were teaching, some um, tons had left, you know, but some were like like Paul Versey, He, you know, he had a TV special. Paul Versey and I used to hit the clubs all the time and we had won a contest together and here he was like on a TV special, you know? So Michelle Buteau, she is on TV all the time. Tom Papa used to be our headliner, um, Jim Gaffigan. He used to headline for us before he was Jim Gaffigan, you know, yeah, huge. So, it was so crazy to see how things were different, new club owners, some clubs weren't there anymore, like so I had to start all over from the bottom, and um and it was fine, you know, because you don't lose how to do stand up. You just have to learn all the people and all the clubs and how they're doing things. And I re I didn't use any of my old material. I rewrote, did new stuff because I was a different person.
1: Now that was two and a half years ago and you've really moved up fast. I mean, you're booked all the time. I mean, you must have leveraged something from your, I mean, how did you, I know you're very good with like the politics and being, um, the person to book, but, but can you tell me like 2019 uh, and and a pandemic in the middle that slowed you down, how'd you move up so fast? How do you get booked all the time so much?
2: It's so funny because I don't feel like I am at all. Uh, <laughs> really? No, I don't. Like I don't. I this winter I I haven't been feeling well at all. Like I have a bunch of autoimmune diseases, and when they took my thyroid out from the cancer, like that mm-hmm. really that messes up your body. And uh, there's I have another autoimmune disease that they've yet to figure out what it is. They thought I had lupus, and so. Th- something something's going on so like i pulled way back when the Omicron, or however you pronounce yeah, it yeah and so i feel like i'm not doing nearly as many shows as i would like to do you know um, well
1: you love these comedy festivals right i mean it seems like you have no problem to travel from for comedy right you're going down to what was it
2: south carolina and such yeah so Mm-hmm. To answer your question, I didn't really answer your question. I kind of was like, I just haven't been feeling that great. Um, to answer your question, uh, when actually, the pandemic helped me, which sounds crazy. Yes. Um, so I lost my day job, and I lost comedy within a span of 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And Plus, I live by myself, um, and my family doesn't live here. My family is up in New England. So right. I, I felt so like, shoot, what do I do now? You know, <laughs> like I felt like I didn't have a purpose and comedy was shut down and nobody knew what to do. And so for the first like month, I literally was like, uh, what am I going to do? Um, and then a few of my friends were like, we're doing comedy on Zoom. And I was like, I'm not doing that. That's no. crazy. I'm not going to do that. But then I got accepted to the Burbank Comedy Festival. California. And- I was like, how are they going to do this? And so they sent an email and they said, we're going to do this virtually. We're going to do it on zoom. And I was like, "What?" and, but I had nothing else happening. So I was like, well, I better start going to some zoom open mics and figure out how to do comedy on zoom. Mm -hmm. So once I started doing that and realized that there were comedians from around the world i was like well this is kind of fun i'm in my living room and i'm meeting people that i never would have met ever yeah here and so i met comedians from all over the world and made friends with so many people that when things started to open up again um and that i actually was going to festivals and stuff i booked shows in addition to the festivals from meeting people on zoom because they had seen me perform Right. And they were like, oh, yeah, come do my show in L.A., come do this, come do that. I was like, okay. And so that was actually really, really great to do that and and meet people that way. And so then when you would meet them in person, it was so cool because you saw them in a little box on the screen and you knew what their comedy was like. And then for maybe five seconds, it was odd because you were just like, oh, hi, you know, but then then it was fine, you know, then it was fine. So that was actually really a good thing. Um, And then as far as like being able to go to festivals and stuff, I have a remote job now. So it's easy for me. I just tell my full-time day job people, I'm going to be going to this festival. And I work from the hotel room during the day.
1: Perfect.
2: And so it's easy for me. If I didn't have that job, hell, I wouldn't, it would not be, it would be so hard, you Mm -hmm. know?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. but that's how I'm able to do it
1: you staying home and doing zoom led to you knowing enough people to travel and such and it seems like you have the right kind of job uh to support that you can sure you can do it in your hotel just like you can do it in your living room so that sounds great
2: yeah but I was unemployed for an entire year that does not sound which really sucked and So but that, again, gave me time to find a job that I said, you know, I every night I would pray and go, all right, I need to get a job that's going to help me and be flexible enough to be able to pursue my career in comedy so that I can do what I need to do and not be tied to a certain place. And so it took a year to find it, you know, but and you know what's really funny I got this job because I met a comedian when I did um, the Plano Comedy Festival in in Texas and she reached out to me because I posted something on Facebook. I I think I was like, I think I had a month left of my insurance before it ran out and I can't not have insurance. I have like prescriptions that I'm going to be on the rest of my life. And understood. So I was like, what am I going to do? I think I posted something that was like a vision of like, I will get a full time job within the next month that will have health insurance and will have all the benefits and it will be remote and it will work with my comedy. I was like, I'm just putting this in the universe. And she saw that post and she sent me um, a text and she was like, hey, my company. Is looking for people and they used to be that you have to go to the office all the time but during the pandemic they realized now they can hire anybody so here's great. the email and I got the job and I couldn't believe it so yeah
1: really terrific so things weren't working out and then things were great working out that's terrific so listen, Vicky, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? How can people uh look you up and be a fan or look you up and book you?
2: Um, right now I'm on Instagram and it's under Vicky Plummer Comedian, and my name is V-I-C-K-I-E. And my last name's Plummer P-L-U-M-M-E-R. Um, and so that's where I do a lot of my Instagram. Stuff. Yeah, Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well, and it's just Vicki Plummer. I did have a website for a little while, but with the pandemic and not having a job, I was like, well, let me just shut that down because we yeah, weren't being booked, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I'm going to get that back up and going for a little while. You know, once once I get things up, I'll
1: get that up. Okay, so let me just reinforce your last name because, ev- you know, everyone wants to uh, think of you as the blue-collar worker. You're not <laughs> plumber. You are P L U M M E R. P L U M M E R. And it's right. with I E.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's like Christopher Plummer from. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm um, no relation.
1: <laughs> okay. Now, Vicki. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us, and so everybody needs to press play at the exact same time as we do right here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Vicki, and give us that celebrity comedian
2: countdown. So we're going to go three, two, one, late.
0: Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. On August 10th in the California Drive-In, it all began. That's a classic way to start a movie. By the way, uh, is there a town in California?
1: Yeah, this was filmed in LA area, and... The Valley. Yeah, it's Simi Valley. Uh, They filmed in Hollywood, too. The interior shots of the cars were in a studio. Uh, Oh, that's good. Simi Drive-In... At uh, Tierra Rahada Road in Simi Valley, California. Now, I went on MapQuest. I was going to just ask you. And I did satellite view. Maybe it was yeah. Google Maps. It's gone. It's demolished. There's nothing there. Was it uh, a Target? Or? Miles, Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles?
0: It's time for a massacre. My buddy directed a movie. Oh, way to save money on mm. titles. Steamy Valley, see? Yeah. It seems to be that. Ooh, Veronica now, Flowers. Yes, now that's Buck Flowers'
1: daughter, and she's in the film.
0: Usually you say, like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, this music's giving me a, uh, what we call classically a migraine. Usually <laughs> the, the introdu- introducing this means it's her first film, uh, along with more established people. In this well, case, Tiffany Jones and Patricia James and Marty Gatsby are like, <clears throat> just say we're a bunch of unknowns, plus a bunch of unknowns that may be the first time.
1: <laughs> Basically, uh, it's Verkina, Verkina Flower. Basically,
0: she was Burkina. supporting her
1: father. All of her credits are all like supporting her father.
0: We watched a movie called Aladdin with Bud, the great Bud Spencer and right. his daughter, was the love the teenage boys' love interest? Do you remember that? Right. And yeah. the
1: son was the son of the director.
0: Ooh, the Duke of Disguise did the makeup.
1: Now this guy is a real asshole. His name is Austin in the movie. Okay. and, and he's just such a jerk. He's saying stuff now like, You again? Or you know, he's
0: like Oh, oh right, right to now, the baby. You were not sure. You did the same. You're like, oh
1: that's right he'd take a 20 and he'd go nothing less than a 20 fine and he would you know he goes well, just give me the money pal okay just give me the money
0: he's rocking that beard that starts you no, know, like he's bold and he has a beard so the beard stops like yes yeah. oh, let me just say it. that in
1: 1976 a white man being bald was very rare it was not like after. What are you talking NBA about? Kojak.
0: Law. That was the Kojak error. The that's 70s equals Kojak.
1: That's why it was a big funny thing of Kojak. That was part of his oh. shtick was that he was bald and that oh. and the lollipops, you know.
0: Right. And a lot of other stuff. Oh, so Buck also wrote this.
1: Yes. Buck co-wrote it with John Goff, who plays one of the police. De- uh, see, it says Stu Segal. Yeah he rarely used his name he always used a nom de plume uh, godfrey daniels so um, he's
0: not he's not married to Katie at no
1: he's not uh he is stew um uh, which doesn't address your question but i'm just saying that this was a non f- a sag film this was a non-union film and so therefore many people use pseudonames and he used his real name so he wouldn't get fined by sag
0: interesting oh look there's the playground at yeah. the drive-in can we just say how depressing that is
1: that was a staple of drive-ins
0: well because you would bring your kid to the drive-in right. or you, your parents say, would bring no, you
1: play you
0: would right hey mom and dad are going to stink up the car why don't you go play you in the play shot yeah you you'll see this like five times He's got the Him having a smoke and then going in. Right. Oh, now here's... Hey, this is just like us in the audience. You got to give it up for movies that show audience members watching a movie, right? I mean, that's (laughs) us on the screen.
1: Well, this is a very nice thing. This is Alan and Alan's date. Okay, that's Hmm. her credit, Alan's date. Now, Alan's date is a scream queen. She was very uh, prominent in... um, let me just find it. Here it is. Born in 1951, she's a sc- Janice Blythe, a screen queen known for her roles in horror films, and she was in Wes Craven's um, and, and Toby Hooper. Yeah. But there was this one Wes Craven film and she the actress had to be fast, so she raced all the other Uh, auditioning actresses in one, and that's how she got the part.
0: I wonder if it's last house on the left. By the way, this guy looks like a young Tim Kazarinski. I mean, with the glasses. I guess he's Charles Grodin right now.
1: This guy is only in one other movie ever called The Salvation of Mankind from Unnatural Temptation. His name's Myron
0: Griffin. It was a movie called what? The The Unnatural
1: Mankind from Unnatural Temptation.
0: Sorry, Kurt Cameron uh, Uterus came in, in, in the in Utero. that sounds like a terrible movie.
1: So this is a kind of nice thing. She's saying like they're, they're happy that they're gonna move into their own apartment next week and be in their own bed. I guess they're living at their mom's or something. And then she says, and I'm gonna get a job. And he goes, why? We have enough money for the two of us. And she goes, oh, how about the three of us? I want a baby. <laughs> Oh, so she's not pregnant
0: when this is happening.
1: She said, let's make the baby right now, right here. Oh, shit. Yeah, chopped. Come on. She doesn't know that he's been beheaded.
0: Right, (laughs) as as one does.
1: Now she's going to do her scream, queen. Hang on, hang on. Oh, she's stabbed in the throat. Now, these are swords.
0: There's the massacres with a sword.
1: Yes. Now, There's why was with the door sword. open?
0: Oh, you don't. Yeah, why is she wearing a seatbelt at the drive-in? Yeah, look. She just spit out the blood.
1: And it's going in her nostril. And she's I know. actress is... to just hang there.
0: Oh, couple. Hey, look at <laughs> that. They cut the like no, they, cut... <laughs> they did not. He had a newspaper where they cut the heading out so you don't see the masthead you don't know right. the name of the newspaper what a cop out can't they just go over to the local 70s t-shirt press and... yeah they
1: just spent they had thirty thousand dollars to spend on this film they spent
0: thirty thousand dollars you can see it everybody
1: made a fake newspaper
0: it's the 70s you go to those custom t-shirt places that make custom t-shirts and you say can you make a novelty newspaper yeah that's the okay, key we'll next do door you want wild west photo no 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 You want the headline to read (laughs) Wadded? No, no, no. No, no, no. So now we have a body count of two.
1: These are the cops assigned to the uh, drive-in massacre. Technically,
0: one and nine-tenths, because the guy's head, he was decapitated. Right, right. right. Now, yeah. No, but the body count, it's, you know, it's still...
1: When they bury the body, they will bury the head with it, right? I mean,
0: right? Oh, maybe I don't know. I would have, I would, I would have wanted an open casket. Actually, you know what? I take that back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like you can't put in your will my last wishes. It's so funny. I got beheaded. I want an open casket because you don't know. You don't know. Well,
0: I'm going to go ahead and update my will a little asterisk. (laughs) Asterisk if beheaded, close casket.
1: Now, the cops are going to go down and talk to the manager, Austin Johnson. And he already ah. touched him on the phone. He goes, you're going to
0: love this guy. He's a perfect asshole. And
1: love that it. is what he is throughout the whole film.
0: What about this puddle splasher?
1: That is Jeremy. Yes, like germs. That is Jeremy. And We'll need him very soon.
0: Oh, he has a Chico hat. Yes, Topo Pio.
1: Not Chico and the Man, but Chico from Yeah, the right. Brothers.
0: Chico and the Marx Brothers.
1: Look <laughs> at these suits! Like I want his jackets. Well, it is 1976. Look how wide their ties are, and
0: They're everybody still was suits. still
1: wearing a jacket.
0: Ooh, orange whip, orange whip.
1: <laughs>
0: seventies pinball, no. seventies gotchas. Doctor, all right. Pastor. Let's see. Let's see what the, the prices are. 25 fucking cents for milk fries are 35 oh, yes. 30 well, 80 fries cents for barbecue. 85 cents i know that's like half the amount of a barbecue let's see uh sea burger. Cheeseburger. A
1: sea 80 burger? cents barbecue fries 80 cents this ice cream's 50 cents this is great
0: so donut is 35 cents but a cheeseburger is 80 cents so i could get two donuts or a burger <laughs> a sea burger. <laughs>
1: At these prices, I will take my date to the drive-in. Absolutely.
0: You know, see, see Burger is not short for cheeseburger. It isn't? No, it's Cut Burger.
1: Cut Burger? Cow Burger? Cut Burger. You should turn up the audio because he's being a total asshole, just complaining.
0: Oh, that's Jeremy right now. Yeah, that's Jeremy. that runs off to leaves me in charge. he a a little So you're around the theater yeah, I work here.
1: Yeah. yeah, What a stupid thing to ask. This script was written in one week. This script really? was shot in four days.
0: K- kudos. I got our fake blood. Do we have... All right, we're ready to shoot. Fake blood coming.
1: What is this? Mustard?
0: Uh, They're out of not ketchup. Not red enough. It needs to be unnaturally red. Gotcha. We're at a
1: drive-in. We can find ketchup.
0: Listen, is this nasal-friendly blood because it's getting dribbin' to her nose? It
1: sure is. Um, What they're talking about is a guy named Van Hoosen, Van Hoosen, who's moved to Hawaii, and he's pissed about that, used to have a carnival here. And he and Jeremy were like carnies. Um, Uh. Yeah, and he's complaining. He works his ass off. These wang bangers are ripping me off. And he goes... He's like, did you see... He goes, they're just teenagers. And he goes, yes, but did you get a good look at him? And he goes, it's all one big zit with long hair.
0: Oh, good for him. He said zit. Woo, what restraint. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, uh, he's all right. He, lo- yeah. he looks like every uh, Superman villain from the 1970s, right? <laughs> Listen, what, like, there was a guy named Smiley something. He was like a new age guru, and he was... He would have these seminars and like he would tussle with uh smiley well i think so i gotta i gotta remember but it's like classic 70s like dc comics
1: oh oh i thought you meant a personality in real life like a reverend sun young moon no it was, it was a like, superman villain
0: remember like lex luther at one point had hair and was dating super like they did some weird shit in the 70s but they would always dress with the uh his outfit, the turtleneck with the right the and the
1: blazer, Mister Klaplix or something weird.
0: Yeah, right. But there would always be these '70s guys, like because it always. Be... Yeah. Jeremy. Well, kids love to go down the slide and then make a phone call. He goes, oh.
1: "You want to talk to that halfwit over there? You <laughs> want to talk to?" He goes, "You want to talk to that piece of puke?"
0: <laughs> Jeremy's a comic relief in this movie.
1: Yeah, now his name is not Jeremy because my brother was Jeremy and mm-hmm. is Jeremy, and we used to tease him, calling him Jeremy. You know, oh. his name is Charlie Garmy, and asshole Austin here calls him Jeremy.
0: Uh, Il Grand Jeremy. There's a Jeremy dance. Remember He's the Jeremy dance?
1: being a geek in the carnival, he lost all his teeth from biting off snake heads and chicken heads.
0: That is one dark alley. Am I right? Did I say it right? That's a nightmare alley right there.
1: Oh, I get it. The film.
0: Yeah, he was a carny. You see, he was top of the world, and then he met a a geek, and he goes, oh, I don't want to be that. I don't want at the end of the movie to wind up in that situation. And then 17 hours later, at the end of the movie, guess what? I didn't see it coming.
1: What a geek.
0: You know, it's funny, in the original movie, Nightmare Alley, he says, that's what I was meant to be, a geek. And at the end, the girlfriend shows up and takes him away from geekery. Come, this is not the life for you. The end, Hollywood ending. I now, need to see
1: a- this film?
0: Uh, you don't have to seek it out. This movie okay. will seek you out. Okay, You will be in a position where you'll have two and a half hours, and they'll be like, hey, that, there it is. Yeah, Now, of course, this time movie. was only
1: in one other film. It was called CB Alley. No, CB Hustlers in 1976. That sounds fun. I guess that means Citizens Band, you know, the radio. CB what? I want to see this movie. Hustlers. CB Hustlers. Let me see. 1976. Now, the thing is, everybody, most of these people were in a million B movies, but everybody was only in like one or two was in CB Hustlers. So I guess he directed it or something.
0: So according to the internet, we would have to spend $2 on YouTube to see CB Hustlers, but Amazon Prime has it. Uh-huh. And Too bad basically... we don't
1: watch the full-length movie on Amazon Prime.
0: Oh, no. God, our show would suck so bad. <laughs> There's no good movies on Amazon His name
1: Brian. is Douglas
0: Good Goodbye.
1: Do you think that's fake? It's G-U-D-B-Y-E. Uh-huh. It's just
0: how it is, man. Some people have cool names.
1: It could be that this guy was in a lot of films, and he's one of those pseudonym people. Right. You know, so that uh, he didn't get a fine from SAG.
0: Just give you a check and goodbye. Right.
1: Goodbye. Yeah, right. A Douglas, goodbye. G-U-D. So what's going on right now is, again, we're learning more of this backstory about this carnival. And he was a sword swallower and the sword killed those two people
0: you think that's how he smuggled it in he it was he had <laughs> swallowed it and when it was time to kill him jeremy oh. jeremy i watched it quit the bathroom <laughs>
1: i can't hear you with that sword up your throat
0: hey jeremy you got a sword in your down your throat or you just happy to see me <laughs>
1: Everything is about the carny. Uh Like he goes, he goes, my friends call me Jeremy. Like insult, you know, being sarcastic because Austin is not his friend. And he goes, do you no. have any other friends? And he goes, and he, he lists the names of the elephants that were at the carnival.
0: Oh, uh, Nelly, the elephant.
1: Something like that.
0: Patchy, um, Patchy. Yeah, Patchy
1: and Franklin.
0: So- Operation Double Drop.
1: Yeah, Operation Dumbo Drop. And there, there was Larger Than Life with Bill Murray had an yeah, elephant. Yeah, that's
0: right. He had an elephant. That was a good film, I thought. He had to um, bring the elephant from one place to another. And he met some crazy people along the way. And he learned a little bit about himself.
1: Yeah, he was a motivational speaker, right? And um, Jeremy
0: yeah, Piven Piv. uh, was his agent. Janine, I remember, Janine, was Janine Garofalo in that movie? or no. Nope. No. no, was she in Quick Time or Quick Change? The one where he was a bank mm-hmm. robber, word clown makeup.
1: Oh, uh, maybe. maybe. I think
0: I think she was in the Elephant movie. I'm gonna have to check it out. Those well, for just...
1: sure she wasn't because my kids used to love that film, and I liked oh. it because it was Bill Murray. And um, my youngest fell in love with Bill Murray. Then I said, if you like Bill Murray, check out Ghostbusters. And then he loved Ghostbusters.
0: And that then you're his... like reading articles about him on set. He's a real bastard in real life. Yeah, Son, listen, I also I know found you're doing... out
1: that he's in Piermont, New York, which is very close to me. And if oh. I go to this one bar on a regular basis, I will eventually bump into him. Sure, Swiss, yeah,
0: or at the golf course.
1: So maybe what I should do is go down to that bar and say, "I'd like to do an open mic here."
0: That's you know? right. And then, and then the people will be like, "Hey, I can't get a drink. The bartender is only serving tequila." And you're like, "Oh my god, I think that's Bill Murray he showed up." <laughs> there's a movie and i don't remember it i think there was two movies like this you know he has a history of uh, popping up in weird places yeah making people drink tequila so a woman made a documentary in search of bill murray where she wanted to have her own bill murray moment uh-huh. and she interviews people who you know bill murray showed up to their wedding or bill murray this and then she's like i want that experience too so i i don't know it's an interesting film i, I haven't seen it but i i, I kind of want to see it eventually
1: there was that film about finding Drew Barrymore, and then he did in the end.
0: I don't think we would have
1: ever heard oh. of that film if he didn't in the end, right? I
0: know it from, yeah. that. Oh, that's a memory wipe. I forgot about that film. There was
1: this great scene in which the guy is uh, his advising him, and he's like, don't do this film. It's not going to work. You're not going to find her. It's stupid. Nobody's yeah, going right. to watch this. Right. Okay, well, I should just I let that. you know that jeremy let loose that there's this troublemaker this peeping tom kind of guy
0: uh,
1: um
0: really into swords
1: and he no he likes to watch people smooching and, and he jerks off essentially
0: now, hey this, man the drive is for you because this in california and, at, and and on august it's perfect jerk-off weather <laughs>
1: yeah okay um and also there was just a lot about van Huesen and how he taught him about sword swallowing and this
0: Got a stored
1: collection.
0: It's very hard for me to watch a 70s movie that takes place in a drive-in and not expect porn to happen. I'm sorry. I just, like, I haven't seen the film. Now, he
1: asked... They asked Jeremy, who's just a dimwit, to please get the plate of the troublemaker, the Pete and Tom
0: guy. He's like, you finished with your meal? I am supposed to get your plate. Jeremy!
1: Here he is in the blue hat... They'll keep cutting to him. He's the pervert. There he oh, is. He's
0: whacking it right now.
1: I don't think so, no. He doesn't whack it until he gets right up close. He's trying to find who's going to be kissing.
0: Oh, not yes. this couple. You could tell well, he's... Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is David and Lori. And Lori wants David to just leave his wife already. And he's uh, like, it's not that easy. I got two beautiful kids or whatever. And then she'll reveal that she's pregnant.
0: Uh, and trauma. then
1: he'll go, okay, I'll leave my wife. I'll tell her tomorrow. But wait, is he gonna
0: get is she gonna get killed? The, the pregnant lady?
1: Yes. Yes. But we won't count that in a body count. Now no. the, the Lori, the pregnant lady, her name is Sandy Carey. was in 85 B movies, and Mike every single movie revolves around sex it's like sex summer camp girls oh sandy gary and sandy gary
0: oh was he a stewardess a medical student uh was he uh her and her friends yeah look
1: her up man sandy carry it's like sorority sisters with vaginas it's night stewardess
0: they only fly during the nights
1: right fly (laughs) me to miami and then I can't, Lane. sir. It's
0: daytime. Night, stewardess.
1: Now he is one of those people who is only in two things. And guess what? He wrote the original story for CB Hustlers, nineteen seventy six.
0: Which I'm going to Amazon. Put it on my Amazon watch list.
1: Marty Gatsby.
0: Uh, I wish we had another fad where people go to the movie theater to see it. Right? Like Sid yeah. Luke, Wordle, the movie. Oh, I love Wordle.
1: You know, it is kind of neat that there is a drive-in. You know, I if I ever become unemployed, maybe that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna find some empty lot and make it a drive-in movie theater. Because I bet you that's a niche thing people will get into.
0: Yeah. Oh no, especially now during the pandemic, you know. Uh <clears throat> you take your kids to see thing too, and you win-win, right? You know, yes. you get yeah. As uh a... Okay, about... now the the
1: He's found his smooching people, so now he can jerk off. Look how he's smiling.
0: Uh, is so, he giving him a hand job?
1: No, they're just. He's in the
0: position for it. Look, she's got her hair
1: Yeah, that's Carl, true. Oh, look, look, Carl. Uh, I, her hands are accounted for.
0: Yeah. Not her left hands. She
1: has a wedding ring, but that's the wrong hand.
0: No, she's not the one who's married. He is. Yes, right. Okay, Kong, so Kong.
1: now he will approach the car so we can do a proper beat off as he refers to it later in the film.
0: That's the 70s term? Yeah. What's an improper beat off? It's when you don't jerk off in public at the drive-in. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now she goes, listen, why don't we go someplace else? Because I hear two people got killed here last night. That got me thinking. If two people were really killed in a movie theater, uh-huh. it would be shut down the next day.
0: They would not have them. Like, Take the, the, the Batman movie, right, where that guy shot everyone up? They closed the theater. They showed yeah, a lot of hey, hey. hey, good day there. It's the crocodile bony.
2: He's acting.
1: Acting. Act like you like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no problem. Okay, now, Duck, you got it what are
1: you doing what are you doing don't you're jerking off
0: i i, I am a method actor i yeah, am right
1: you're going to criticize my method i look at this fake look actor. at
0: his face
1: love it i, I love, love it,
0: it. When they're the going i think they're getting the first base oh god i'm gonna go
1: now the last couple got beheaded this couple will get skewered
0: Oh my god, look at all that fucking... Oh, uh,
1: two in one! Two in one. Blood's coming Released out of the her blood. mouth.
0: A lot of blood pouring out of there.
1: Now, does this count as her doing a sort of sex role? Because she was making out, and she's having a vultures fair.
0: There was some acting in it. There's a backstory. You know, she's in love but with I this drug man. Was,
1: all her films are sex films, so I'm just saying, does this count? It's a horror film.
0: Yeah, but he. Uh, yeah, no, of course it counts. He gets killed. Is that. How more do you want? What more do you want?
1: Yeah, she gets. Well making out. Okay, this guy is a police psychologist. It's this. He's been in thirty-three B movies, uh, and he's base. That's the captain, and he's got no role except warm up this coffee. Damn it! That's what he says.
0: Warm All right. Coffee.
1: Um, he was Pretty known cool. for the erotic adventures of Robin Hood, Drive In Massacre, and the undercover scandals of Henry the Eighth.
0: Would you see a movie that starts with the erotic adventures of,
1: yeah? I mean, well, no, no, I really wouldn't. But if it what was if Back it was Pinocchio,
0: Dead... if it was Robin Hood, Hercules? Oh, actually, that's from The Simpsons, the erotic adventures of Hercules.
1: Oh, is it okay? Yeah. I know you know every. Episode I know every single of The Simpsons,
0: right? And then I tell a joke, and then I realize I'm just literally quoting The Simpsons.
1: There's the cop shot.
0: Is that the murder weapon?
1: Yes, and he's irresponsibly, you know. They already did the forensics on it. But still
0: sure. And then always- they kept the theater open in case, in case people yeah. need to walk over it.
1: Case he shows up again.
0: This is so funny. So they never closed their theater. They're going. That's right.
1: They're going through
0: it now. Going,
1: do you think it's Austin Johnson? He goes, I wish that guy's an asshole. You think oh, it's? Oh,
0: that's Germy. the line. Jeremy,
1: nah, Jeremy's too stupid. <laughs> do you think it's that creep? He goes, well, I sure would like to interview that guy. Like he, he's their suspect,
0: right? It, it is the creep, right? Because he was jerking off, and then suddenly they got stabbed by a knife. Should I scored.
1: spoil the film for you?
0: It isn't him, huh? You want me to spoil oh. it? No, no, don't spoil it. I'm going to okay. get my Perot mustache. Anyway, Let well, me I asked all of you to come into this boat cabin on the Nile to tell you because one of you are the murderer. Murderer. Oh, I'm Jeremy.
1: Um, uh, I you won't figure that out as Poirot. I'm telling you that right now.
0: Okay. What okay, about so if I'm uh Jessica Fletcher?
1: Uh no. This breaks no, exactly the like rules cool. of who done it movie.
0: Keep me in suspense, Carl. Keep me in suspense. Are
1: you I anytime you want me to,
0: I will spoil it for you.
1: Anytime. Well, it Let wouldn't be off. just
0: spoiling it for me, it would be spoiling it for the audience. Yeah, go ahead.
1: If people are regular listeners to this show, they know uh-huh. that Am I really spoiling? Were you really sitting on the edge of your seat to see who it is? Sometimes it's more entertaining.
0: Yeah. Oh, to all right. Talk about what's if, to come. People watching our show are like, how can I kill two hours? So us <laughs> go ahead. All right. Uh, well, can I make a guess then? I'm going to take okay. a, okay. a okay. stab in the dark in a parking lot. Uh, I'm going to say it is Jeremy. Jeremy. You think it's Jeremy? My money's on now, Jeremy. He was a sword swallower. He yes.
1: has access to the benhausen collection Shit. of swords. It's not
0: Jeremy. It's too obvious. It can't be Jeremy. Okay, hang on. It's Austin uh, Pendleton. Now, Austin
1: also was a sword swallower. Damn it! Austin was a bar. Damn it! He a at the carnival. And right. Jeremy had some sort of accident we never learn about. And really? Yes. And so, Austin... Stopped being a barker for Van Housen and took over as the sword swallower. And here he's bragging about himself. Austin would never be as good as me. Van Housen said he was too focused on the lady.
0: Oh, my God. Austin is not our killer. We watched the trailer last week, and I know there's a circus in this movie. Because they're fucking talking about the circus.
1: They do a flashback of what they call the carnival. But the thing is we don't see any carnival animals, we don't see any sword swallowing or freak show, we don't see the geeks. We just see sort of like amusement park rides.
0: Right. But these are amusement park rides from an actual carnival in town that they just shot yes. around.
1: And they had no permit. They just went of course not. to a carnival. Of course not. Yeah. And said roll them. They had no permit.
0: So everyone we see in there is like as a extra in the drive-in massacre. I should be having a good time.
1: Yeah, you know, if I ever wanted to like get an acting I needed a resume quick, I could put in stuff like this, like yeah. drive-in so massacre good. extra at carnival. uh uh-huh. know.
0: How'd you get the role? I was at the carnival.
1: Yeah. Now this was 76, so I was 10 years old.
0: Right. That that matches.
1: Uh in this interview, he makes a big deal about. How he wants a lot of sugar in his coffee. He says he, he has worked with a sword like the murder weapon before, but it's not part of the Van Huesen collection. Uh, he talks about how Austin took over his act. And, you know, don't you think it's suspicious that two sword handlers work where a sword kills Yeah, two
0: people? It, this is
1: four. People. We got a body count of four now, these
0: cops these are people. on it.
1: But look, here's the good news, and this is the only reason this scene has any value. He's got the license plate of the creep. They know who he is
0: now. The license plate. God, there's only like he knows Austin knows everybody. Not you again. Hey, right. you the $20 bill That's guy. Right. He goes, you, like, you, you say that to a customer, right? He goes, <laughs> just give
1: me the money. Just give me the money.
0: Oh, at the dispensary, I'm sure. Now I got this, called out.
1: What do you think this location is? Van, Van Ness.
0: Venice, uh, it's California. Suburban, right? It's Valley still?
1: Yes. Yeah, see Hollywood. Uh, see me Valley. Hollywood. See Drive In. San Fernando Valley, maybe this is, or yeah. Van
0: Nuys. I don't know where this is. Look at these guys. God, these
1: seven are. Do you want to be good cop or bad cop? He goes, I don't care. He goes, all right, we'll flip a coin.
0: I mentioned last. House on the Left it's a really hard to watch horror movie from West Craven is first right but they do the 70s things where it's you have horrific violence interspersed with comic relief cops ineffectual mm-hmm. cops who literally had to ride a watermelon truck to get to the crime uh-huh and, and this is like they remind me of those guys like the dumbass cops that are thrown into a grizzly murder
1: mystery uh, well movie. the one on the right for us is the co-writer and he is BFF of Buck. Okay, he is like All they're right. like best friends forever. Um his name is John Goff and he was prolific and uh a little underrated. He was in a lot of 70s grade B exploitation cinema, but he okay, he was in the Buddy Hollywood, the Buddy Holly story with Gary Busey. Yeah. He was a Nashville music producer who gets punched in the mouth.
0: Oh, he wasn't Gary Busey standing
1: Right. He was uh in John Carpenter's The Fog, the spooky Ooh. film. He was a fisherman who dies. Do you remember Roddy Rowdy Piper was in They Live?
0: Sure, I remember that movie. Very
1: interesting film. He was um an arrogant alien at the newsstand.
0: Nice. Yeah, he was been in good. LA
1: Law and Dukes of Hazzard. He, but
0: he looks like Dukes of Hazard, doesn't he?
1: Yes, he looks perfect for Dukes of Hazard. Okay, with Buck Flower collaborated on these scripts death falls in search of a golden sky joy ride to nowhere teenage seductress drive-in massacre yes. and he co-wrote with matt climber fake out
0: oh which we've seen yes. that's the pia's dora film and bud flower was in it that's right of course
1: bud flower was also in that one with hasselhoff uh somebody and the bean
0: right no it was fake out no, it was uh, Bailout. Bailout. Bailout.
1: bailout. That's right. Maybe that was
0: the P.S. P.S. Azura was Fake Out. Fake Out. Bailout hospital. had
1: another woman.
0: Take Out? That sounds oh, good. Oh, Out. Oh,
1: that must, yeah. I must be thinking of Take Out. <laughs> um, so, with Matt Clymer, he co wrote Fake Out, Butterfly, A Time to Die, and Miriam, Tundra. I don't know. This guy was all over B films, and he and butt flap, butt flap. You know, they would wake up in the morning and go,
0: what do you want to do today, buddy?
1: Oh, let's make a film. Let's write something.
0: Okay. Right. We're in Hollywood, and we're aspiring filmmakers. Let's make a film. All right, so he stabs him, and the head comes off. Let's do it, and uh, go.
1: We need a production designer.
0: My daughter. Okay. Okay. Um. Hey, I was just shooting a movie, Swap Meat, and I have a great idea. You know, it's also at night, they're driving. We watched Swap Meet, swap which meet. is basically a drive-in theater. That was another movie set in a drive-in theater, right? Because during the day, they use that as a swap meet.
1: Yeah, and which is really a flea market, as we would call it on the East Coast. I guess yeah. it was...
0: There's, there's a flea market today uh, down the street here in Los Angeles uh, uh-huh. at the Fairfax Senior High School. I can head over there.
1: So, um what we're hearing is he's at the theater all the time and he was parked next to the murderer. So they're searching his house for swords. <laughs> now, there's a part that maybe you should hear it. It's he goes, "What happened to that girl?" and the cop goes, "She's in pretty bad shape. She was murdered with a sword." <laughs> so dumb.
0: Oh. good. Got some
1: interesting books over there. It's, it is the script. In a week, is awesome someday.
0: Someday. Well, you know, no, that's what cops do. They go into your apartment and they go, "Hey, some pretty interesting books over there." Yeah. Yeah. What's this so, one about murder with swords? Oh huh.
1: no, I, that was a gift. I, 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 I.
0: Oh, that's my diary. I mean, I, I don't know what that's doing there. That's not a right. book. It's my diary. Asshole cop fucking knows everything.
1: He goes, what are your hobbies? He goes, I go to the drive-in a lot. He goes, that's a hobby?
0: Yeah, seriously. Watching movies is not a hobby, unfortunately. Is that depressing, what we do as a hobby? <laughs>
1: my hobby is comedy. That's pretty depressing. That's depressing,
0: isn't it? Yeah, oh, I hate that. job. Okay.
1: I'm not a professional. I mean, I'm a, I get paid, but you know what I mean. It's
0: not a professional. Well, I get to the point where people will uh, say I'm a comedian. They go, it's great to have a hobby. And I go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. I, I don't mean, have the fight in me. Now. Was he looking for a... yeah. Hey, I, I found some hustlers, but the penthouse was ripped. The, the centerfold was ripped out. Yeah, yeah, I taped it on my wall, buddy.
1: Let's hear, let's hear.
0: Oh, shit. He was murdered yeah. by a sword.
1: I don't have any sort of... We might have. He's going to say it now.
0: Is there anything strange? Just Feels me. Like my partner.
1: Did you? All right. You we it passed.
0: it passed. Oh, but I heard of beating off. Carl, I'm as a 70 cigarette smoker. Where can I keep my pack of cigarettes and a Lucy? Roll it up and then put it in one in your ear, like this. Oh guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's got it in the ear mm-hmm. and he's rolled it up. Does well, the smoke? rolling
1: up is very 50s,
0: right? Because you just where are you gonna put your smokes?
1: Look at the look. At, I just remember there's I was posters. watching that bad cut.
0: Now that I see a good cut,
1: he's got girls' tits on the
2: wall. I
0: know. There's like a tick count I'm doing right now. There's like but also, like, I think we... because it's 70s, man, like, you come home and you're like, well, you got to, it's tough bringing home women to your place. They don't when really, like, filled you,
1: with. Yeah, yeah enough, you're not right? going to have
0: a living girlfriend. No one wants to take that in the pictures.
1: He's a truck driver. He's in a pretty good house. Okay, so they're not, now they're like, let's see your car. So they go out to the car and what they're going to find is a bloody rag. That right now, he's faking it. Oh, he does have his cigarettes. You're right. Uh, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: He's faking it for the neighbors going, thanks for dropping by, friends. You wanted to see my car?
0: Oh, then they're going to find the blood in there. That escalated Yeah, they're going to find the
1: bloody rag, and he's going to run away. Now, in the end, it'll be a dog's blood. He hit a dog by mistake. And I don't know, brought him to the vet or something. He did. He did bring him to the vet.
0: That dog was Lassie. He never worked in this town again. <laughs> but why run
1: away? Oh, yeah. Did the dog die? The do- did they just refer to a dead dog? It wouldn't be on that website, right? No,
0: uh, I disagree. Now they're chasing
1: him. And it's Dummy runs away because he has his story. Now, Buck Flower's friend hustles after him, but the other cop is like, fuck that, I'm taking the car. Yeah. Look how he's out of breath.
0: Okay, driving Massacre, 1976. According to DoesTheDogDie.com. Yes. Does the dog die. There's never a dog seen on screen. However, there's a character being investigated by right. the police who finds some blood on his car. He says yeah. it was a dog that he had hit, but it turns out to be true. Be attested. It's not mentioned, Carl. If the dog died. And there is a comment on this.
1: But the here the here they catch him and he admits about the dog. Now but but they are saying the dog died because Okay. So yeah.
0: But also so... according to the site, there's no dead animals on screen.
1: Right. There's no yeah, yeah. Okay, so they will... Does the dog die isn't always about if the...
0: Oh, it's 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 to see if there's uh, triggering uh, situations. Like, maybe... Oh, and there speak. wasn't.
1: There was a blanket.
0: Well, there's... According to it, there was a woman... There's people being stalked. Are, are people being stalked? Yes. But it, here it's good. Like we are
1: at the drive-in. Can you uh-huh. guess what that means?
0: Uh, they're going to show drive-in massacre too?
1: Somebody's going to die. That's all that means.
0: This is not good for this for Austin's concessions, right? Like, one death oh, means one less Seabird well, or sold. Guess
1: what? Business is booming. Seriously, everybody, he says, since the murders, business is booming.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, no, that's so wrong. What a terrible guy for the he's like the worst guy the community could have. <laughs> hey, I'm going to open up a community theater. Businesses, this, this people are dying to get in. <laughs> no, really, people are Those dying run. once they're in.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now we're about to see. I guess Buck Flowers the most successful person in this film, which is pretty bad. But we're about to see the second most successful guy. His name is John Alderman, and he's playing Jim. And he was all over TV. His the film stuff is is. Uh,
0: it happens well, when let it Let just happens. go through it.
1: He was in a lot, a lot, a lot of B films, like The Black Godfather, 74, Delinquent Schoolgirl, 75, a lot of stuff.
0: Films I still want to see. Of course I want to see Black Godfather. It's number one on my list.
1: In the 70s, in the 60s, he was in softcore porn, and in the 80s, he was in hardcore porn.
0: What, <clears center> throat> in throat> the throat> background? This guy?
1: Yeah, Jim, on the right um wow. on tv was in hunter dynasty the fall guy starsky and hutch he was for real um, but he
0: was also a porn actor
1: yes in the 80s
0: a guy so he did he went from Starsky and hutch to right. and and clutch
1: well he was in escape from the planet of the apes and he was in the stunt man in 1980 wow he's got 103 actor credits one director two writers huh he dies at 52, and the yeah. internet says, of an apparent heart attack. Oh. What does it mean? Like he was doing cocaine? and
0: Well, it could have been his, maybe his kidney had an attack. Okay. Maybe it was his heart.
1: Apparent heart attack yeah. in Hollywood, California in 87, only 52 years old. Now, Jim's date here, his name is Kathy, and she was only in Drive-In Massacre. And can you guess? Yes. CB Hustlers. CB
0: Hustlers. God, that's my next film. I'm going to watch it after this.
1: No, they never say her. Okay, you got to listen to this dialogue. They're on stakeout looking for the creep. And, and
0: Goff. Oh, here we have, our... oh, gonna get gonna gonna have a cigarette. Team. Goff is dressed up as a lady. Now he's wearing the same clothes he wore in the beginning shot, because we know he has more than one jacket.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, he's and 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 the same cross turtleneck. He's just talking to himself. Now, Jim's date Kathy wants to watch the film, and Jim is really inappropriately not listening to her but he will kiss him back and stuff and kind of grope him back saying i want to watch the film i really want to watch the film so it's mixed signals but jim will get frustrated and leave look at
0: me
1: see that by the neck
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: now, this is one of the times in which you would be, like, triggered, look at this pig. And I'd say he's not a pig,
0: but he is. He is. He totally is. No, my problem is that there's so many decades of film, and that I want to see all these movies. And then when I actually watch it, it's like the attitudes of, like, sexual harassment. It's yeah. different in 1977. And, or, you know, they're making a movie, explo- exploitative movie. So the rules are different for them. They They want yes. to do it this way. So... It's hard for me to say like, oh, I can't wait to see CB truckers. (laughs) Knowing damn well there's going to be like, you know, a truck stop assault or something.
1: Now, remember I said she plays along, you know, even though she's resisting. She does all the way until her blouse coming undone. You know, she really allows him. You know, because he's unbuttoning her. And he's going, Jim, Jim, I want to watch the film, Jim. All right, touch my boobs, but I want to watch the film. Now, you look, sound like this guy. Black. Why is
0: Creep back? Creep it sounds like you, your notes and Creep's notes are probably the same. And then mm-hmm. he doesn't even want to watch the movie. But he, but she doesn't but want to I'm oh. dress. Look. Yeah, I'm looking. Now, she was a
1: one-tit wonder. Well. She, she oh. was a one-tit wonder. Yeah, I'm keeping count. So this whoa! Is just, whoa. Now Are you they... gotta hear their dialogue. I know you don't like to keep the sound up, but they have that. look, goes kiss me. They're... He sees us. I
0: more of that. So wait a minute, the he dresses gonna, up as a lady?
1: Gonna... Give him a listen. Move under. we kind of missed it but it was really funny dialogue he's like you know we're married one night and already you want nothing to do with me like stuff like that it's the only good thing of the film that that scene in which he's in dr- also austin will come up and go you cop again and he'll go oh excuse me
0: ma'am and oh well, that's classic right? so they fooled one person austin
1: Right, And then later in the film, Austin will say, and who was that ugly broad we were with? And he would look at the cop and he goes, do you have a sister? It was pretty funny.
0: Why can't they just, why did they have to dress up? Do, if we went to a drive-in, do I have to dress up as a lady? Uh, just because that's the way of the rule? They're
1: on a stakeout and
0: they Jeremy, just wow. were
1: at the creep's house as cops. So maybe that's why.
0: Jeremy will help you. Jeremy, very good. Well, Jeremy they're has
1: Jeremy right now. They're saying like, "We got it under control, Jeremy. You can go." And he goes, "Well, I don't have anything to do." <laughs> now, here's where Austin will say, "Oh, excuse me, ma'am. It's really funny." Why does he? Part of the job, Jeremy. Here you go. Kind of a nice... What the hell are you doing up here bothering people? you got what to do and you don't do it. I'm... Uh, God damn cop. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? What did you do? Come in here,
0: flesh your bad, scaring
1: the hell out of my people? That's or pretty you much it. Like everybody else? You know. Public
0: theater, it. You think the cops paid for their ticket?
1: He, he, the, yeah, they did pay. They make that clear.
0: Oh, well, they're cops. They don't have to. Yeah. Wow, so postmodern. We're in the audience watching the audience. But they're in cars, the audience.
1: Right. We are not in cars. That would make a difference.
0: Okay. Hey, uh, Pandemic Drive-In Comedy Show. <laughs> my name is Carl, and I'm going to perform a musical number. Hog, 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 To so
1: drive-in name- is very... Um... That's very intriguing to me, to have a drive-in. Uh, I think that might be... People might go to that just as a novelty, you know? Yeah,
0: well, no, I mean, the last two years, they were booming because there's a, one way you can socially go out and see a movie is to separate yourself from in a car, you know, with everyone else.
1: Well, I think you're right, and but I, that ship has sailed, you know? I think that... This is pandem- still stay open.
0: I mean, this is still, like, maybe America has tasted drive-ins theater due to the pandemic and then they they can't resist that taste they wanted more
1: (laughs) now imagine if this drive-in like i got um it was only about being a drive-in so therefore i had like um movies in the public domain even
0: you know well the great thing about driving is that you can show like a titty film on a screen and just know that kids are dri- are in the back seat while the parents are driving by the drive-in on the freeway or on the highway yeah
1: i've been there as a kid i've seen boobs on yeah yeah, me too. Past the screen. yeah
0: yeah and you're like
1: what okay now jim is frustrated he huffed off he gets back into the car and he turns over. Now, watch how she is decapitated. Her head oh, just rolls no. right
0: off. And he goes, my God. Oh, no.
1: My God.
0: That looked awesome, by the way. That's now, like 30 grand well spent.
1: So now oh. our body count is five.
0: My girlfriend gave me head. So All they're right. like,
1: okay, go get the creep. He did it. But now our body count is six.
0: Well, that's I'm going to have to cross him off my suspect list.
1: Look at his dress with his gun.
0: God, how did they do it? Like, not breathe? Like, he really looks like he's dead. You can <laughs> see it like this.
1: Maybe it's a still.
0: Yeah, but it has to be. The guy's breathing like
1: Okay, crazy. so now we are at a body count of six, and they're yeah. like, you got to close the theater, and he's refusing. But he's really, he's like, you used to be a sword swaller at the carnival, and we didn't find that out from you. What are you hiding, Austin because i never gave a shit about the sword swallowing i was a barker i got a promotion now jeremy fucks up his sandwich so he's really pissed
0: my god why is jeremy getting why this why is sandwich? jeremy getting cop sandwiches oh and the suspect too
1: he goes mayonnaise and mustard i can't eat this crap
0: seriously man that's that's off.
1: Now his big complaint is they hauled down to the station everyone who works for them and they let them all go except for him the manager. So he's like these wang bangers are ripping me off and I'm stuck here. Look at well, his turtleneck is a different color, his right. jacket is a different co- it's still the same
0: same style. They, they the cops need him there because they they need a couch. They need him just to lie down. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't even think, like, used clothing store has those jackets anymore.
1: No, you would have to. Upstairs in my son's closet, I have one of those blazers as me as, like, a four-year-old, five-year-old. Ah. You know, and it's got the, um, when you see it, you'll be like, oh, my God, that's so the, of the day. I mean, imagine that. Little kids would even be wearing a blazer.
0: Right. Well, you know, this is one of those 70s movies where people still dress up, you know. Yeah. They, they were suits or, you know, even Jeremy has a style, I guess.
1: What kind of hat is that, though? Like, that was really sold in stores, the the, the Chico hat?
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, sure, in Italy, right? I mean, you can't sell peanuts in the street without that.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, it was common and in, in, no. nobody said, yeah, wear that stupid hat. You just no, he had a stupid hat. hat. I have to manage my business. Close the drive-in. No way. You no idiot. Three cars away from the murder and it, this is incompetence.
0: Three I got cars it.
1: away from the murder. This is
0: 1977 and Star Wars is coming out and I want to show it in my drive-in.
1: That's right. Can you I'm imagine? What
0: movie did you watch in 1977? Oh, Drive-In Massacre. You Wait,
1: idiot. Is, you love the story of like you're at the theater and you're looking at the posters and it's Star Wars and it's yeah. John, and you're like let's go see you know yeah, let's
0: go let's go see Swabi. yeah well that's another thing too like making you the say wrong well, choice this movie is cheap and like i fast yes but it was also the same year that Star Wars came out so we were capable of making better movies that year it wasn't like
1: oh no yeah. this is all Stu's fault no they this. Seagal Stu, made. yeah,
0: I gotta tell Katie, like your husband really fucked this film up.
1: The internet tries to claim that this was based on Targets. Now, did you and I see Targets? Seen,
0: we haven't seen it together, but Targets I'm familiar with. It's a I really saw good movie. It too.
1: Yeah, it was a really good movie, and I doubt. Okay, here's the flashback, and this oh, good. is my cameo at ten years old. I'm in the crowd. Yeah, there right. I am. See, I'm shooting.
0: Which one are, are you looking at the camera or are you looking? No, the camera? I got a
1: yellow shirt. His elbow uh-huh. is blocking me now. There I am. There I am. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, you can see me. I have a Howard the Duck t-shirt. Right. Oh, the yo-yo.
1: So this is not the carnival of the history that was pretty much being sold to us as like a circus with elephants and a freak show. Right. Uh, this is really just some carnies who rolled into town and put up some uh, rides. So we're we're seeing the flashback and we're hearing voiceovers of things
0: from the movie. Um, oh, we've crap? Excuse me for yawning. I am really into this movie. Uh yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, you had yep. enough? Yeah, I had, had enough. You had one voiceover.
1: Wait for a voiceover.
0: piece of puke in italian is what what was it like el vomito (laughs) el vomito so like i told i don't know
1: what it is like i told you before this was shot without a permit listen the roundup is what it's called here on the east coast too i mean these guys travel it's generic rides
0: those are fun i like i like this one where you get the stuck to the wall
1: yeah right right and Bruce Springsteen has some song. I'm not a fan, but I know that he's got some song about getting stuck. Like, he was at Asbury Park and he got oh, stuck on the world sure. the
0: roundup. Well, they have shitty rides at Asbury Park. I wouldn't write a song about it. Yeah, well, you know. Do they even have rides anymore, Asbury Park? They still have an... Asbury right? Park
1: is a... No, Asbury Park is a little bit abandoned. Uh, you would have to go to, like, a Coney Island for that kind of... True. cheap but permanent playland setup
0: Um, it must be something in atlantic city right you can head over there no
1: atlantic city is just the casinos and the poverty that's it Uh, now i mean i talk like i know like i live
0: there There could be a middle ground they could have like a carnival for, for poor people of atlantic city
1: I have been to Atlantic City a million times. I've never bumped into that kind of yeah. situation. If you go to Asbury Park, you will find like an interior arcade and there's a merry-go-round in it. Um, okay, oh, that's cool. No. They filmed the, sh- they shot the thing in like three days and they realized we don't have enough feature footage to be feature length. So they tacked on, it wasn't part of the original script. They tacked on a scene in which Buck Flower, right? He probably was like, would you please be in this film? You wrote it. We got your daughter in the house. Right. Buck Flower is in a warehouse and he has, his character has killed the mom and the aunt and now has the daughter. And it's like, I'm going to release you from this world so you're out of pain. It's like, please don't kill me. That's his daughter.
0: Oh, Oh, that's uh, Veronica?
1: Yeah, yeah
0: weird name. She's her really room. acting. You can really see Burkina. her thinking.
1: Burkina Flowers, and she's really acting.
0: She's really acting. Like, you can see her, like, oh, I should be really scared right now.
1: She is the daughter. Uh, she is, um, she was memorable as young Molly in Matt Climber's The Witch Who Came From the Sea. Uh, no
0: idea. Jesus, though.
1: He was the teenager who gets scared by Sasquatch in The Capture of Bigfoot.
0: Ooh, that I remember. That was in all the papers when they captured Bigfoot.
1: He was a sickly lass in Beyond Evil. Mm -hmm. He was a party-hardy camper in the raunchous and raunchy summer camp. Costume designer on such movies as Relentless, Cohen, and Tate, Overkill, and Top Dog. Basically, it's all her dad. Her dad had a gig. Throw a cherry on the top. My daughter can be a part of it.
0: Well, see, this is her film debut. This is introducing uh, uh, Veronica.
1: I'm surprised I missed that in my research. Is it?
0: Yeah, well, because it says "and introducing," which is what you say traditionally when a person makes a film debut.
1: No, she bit Buck's hand. Yeah, of course, it is uh, introducing, and she—he's got a real legitimate machete because it's got. Yeah. He trio. had it right up her neck. It's
0: kind of weird. Oh, well. do 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 Did you see that? I see that hamster song. Up, up, the acty sax.
1: But what didn't? weren't you just doing the hamster?
0: (laughs) No, different song. I'm doing Yakety Sax, aka the theme song that Benny Hill. It depends what generation you are. Anytime someone gets chased by a knife, you can tell the hamster.
1: uh...
0: Oh, the hamster. Well, so people like old people like us will say, "Oh, that's the Benny Hill theme song," and young people will say, "It's the Yakety Sax theme song." I got it offline.
1: Look at her. introducing
0: the actress. So that's her dad, Buck, the, in the flashback? Yeah,
1: that's right. Now he's going. Well, I. I
0: don't Are you not going to ruin it? So, is he the murderer in this? Like the guy from the flashback? Shows what the... a great guess! What a great guess! The well, answer. I'm is running no. out of people. Okay, well, don't tell me. I want. I want to be. So All serious. right, I'm dying to tell you, but the movie. I know. I know. I know. I, but the audience and I want to know. Not yet. Oh, look, there's the Ark. Carl, there's the Ark. Of the Covenant? Yeah. It's supposed to be that crazy warehouse the government has. Do you remember the.
1: um, He threw the bullets and they magnets stuck to the. Oh, MIT that's how we found it. Crystal, crystal skull.
0: Yeah, that saved a lot of time. I don't think I'll ever watch that movie again. I don't think I stop. I go. I can't wait to rewatch Crystal Skull.
1: No, it what it didn't suck. I it mean, sucked. people yeah. people acted like it did, but um, I don't know. It 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 held its own in the series, but um, look at look, a f- Turn it acting. on for a second so you could just see. We're just getting crazy filler in which he's acting like a nut.
0: Yes. Uh, no little girls here, <clears throat> just us old men.
1: That sh- machete must not be sharp at all. The way he's massaging it.
0: He pointed it to her fucking neck. Come to me. Come
1: Acting. 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 She's acting. She's acting.
0: The machete, ironic, because the machete got the Oscar.
1: <laughs> well, they just, this is just like they're dragging it out. They want to make it a feature length film. So they got to do an extra scene. They realized last second, and this was day four of filming. Well, so look, we're at the top shop. Uh, the chief is saying, who are your suspects? And they're saying, "Well, Jeremy's out. Well, Austin is out. You know, they're going through it." And then he's like, "We just got a phone call. There's a crazy person with a sword, but it's really machete, at a warehouse. That must be our guy." And they run down there and have this scene, which was irrelevant. Oh, this is not a
0: flashback. This is this is present tense, huh?
1: Yes, they got a phone call. There's a nut in a warehouse. Now, why wouldn't you do a sword? why wouldn't you do a sword why would you do a machete
0: why would you well I can understand budget wise they would shoot it in a warehouse even though it's sure. called drive-in massacre I would have just changed the title of this drive-in and uh, warehouse massacre warehouse massacre well,
1: the lady, there is no murder here oh we got her on the shoulder uh, flower to flower okay so now we hear the sirens coming of the cops and I've never understood this. When you get close to the crime scene and there's no cars around that need to get out of the way, for you, <laughs> why do you let the criminal know? Look at this moron! Just points.
0: There's a babita in there, and right.
1: the cinematographer made sure that he was obstructed. It didn't make sense.
0: Well, that this I've got. Well, I don't know. It's a crime. We're here. Does this mean this movie's going to end? I was just I'm just kinda getting into no, it.
1: We're not this movie's not ending quite yet.
0: Oh, I was kinda had my fingers crossed.
1: No, no, we're really close. It's just that we got this long dragged out scene in which they gotta go get Buck Flower.
0: Now it's so funny because this is a short movie for us. This is maybe an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, right. Um and they had to pad the fuck out of it.
1: Yeah. Well they they realized they weren't Oh, you know, I've already told this story. Yeah uh an hour 11 is is what this which, one is like.
0: which i love doing movies that are hour and 11. oh what a treat
1: <laughs> look at their fake being cautious
0: oh i know this it goes these guys like if i was their police sergeant i'd be like get in my office <laughs> you violated every protocol walking down there
1: the way they're fake tiptoeing and i don't know it's just
0: well, he points to his eyes with two fingers, and then he looks at the guy and he goes, "Yeah, what are the what are these? They're your oh. eyes. Thanks. I was I forgot what they were. <laughs> that's it. What's that over there? Oh, that's the wall. Thanks. I'm using the same fingers. Couldn't you have bought new shoes for this film? Goodness, how scuffed they are. That's what Buck was saying. Listen, the thirty grand budget. I think I, my character needs brand new shoes. Now John Koch, who's the cop
1: we haven't talked about, um, he was uh born in San Diego and he was uh he's known for this in Kane's Way and the Chain Gang Women in 71, The Thing with Two Heads, Dracula. Oh my God, Spang- that's a classic.
0: Yeah. Rosie Greer. Girls from the Thunder Strip 1966.
1: He's he's Everyone in this film is all about the B-movies, Never about, almost never about the A-movies. There was two
0: double-head movies. There was, like, The Man with Two Heads and...
1: Oh, well, that movie. was Greer. No, not Greer. Yeah. The former football guy.
0: Yeah. Was I Rosie remember Greer.
1: that. Rosie yeah. Greer. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it was in... Uh, I know that from Golden Turkey Awards, the Michael Medved book, because... Uh-huh. Uh, he gets his head grafted on a white bigot like a Charlie uh, Archie Bunker. And that's the
1: movie. Okay, so now he comes out because he's dead and she's like, why'd you have to kill him? He was my father. He didn't mean to kill my mother and aunt. He's sick. He escaped from the hospital this morning. And then the cops are like, oh, this isn't our guy.
0: He isn't the guy? Shit, I am losing. The office pool is fucking cashing in on me. Oh, Uh, you
1: escaped from the hospital this morning. You shot. Was your father a movie buff? Did he go to the
0: movies a lot? Did did he go to a theater or did he prefer the Great California Outdoors? You killed my father. I'm very upset. Here we have Oh, this guy again is going to have a cigarette.
1: Same jacket. All the all the nighttime drive-in stuff was shot in one single night.
0: That explains the same outfits.
1: Now Jeremy is fired, so now it's really stupid. He's coming to like get his paycheck and give the sword collection to Austin or something. He says he has a present in there, uh. but we never see what it is.
2: Now, this woman who
1: runs out, her name is Arlene. She's supposed to be an employee there, and we see her in the very last second of this film. Her name is Jean- Jacqueline something French, G-I-R-O-U-X. Oh. And she's a writer, producer, and director of feature films. She co-founded this global universal film group. She was on Broadway and off-Broadway plays. Uh, she was in a film with Pat Boone and Eric Estrada, lead role. Wow. She was in uh, To Live and Die in LA. She produced 10 feature films and two movies of the week. She's got 36 actress credits. She is never a big, big, big success, but she has had sounds some. Sounds
0: like she's, she's been working fine. Yeah. And, that's and she's right. into it.
1: Now, yeah. If you see her on IMDb, it's the same person, just ancient. You see it like if you look at her facial features, it's her again, just ancient and with Botox lips. So she's saying, Don't go in there. He said he would kill you if he ever saw you again.
0: Oh,
1: well, you failed. Now, look, Uh, what is she seeing? Oh my god, Dio mio. Oh. The mer- yeah, they're in front of the projection. Uh, they're in front of the projector. And so the whole audience is seeing someone get killed, including the cops.
0: Well, they're complaining because they didn't, they came in, uh, in the middle of the film. They don't know. It's kind of hard to understand. Look at this well, spaghetti, generic spaghetti, spaghetti western. Right. I'm sure it's not generic.
1: Well, you're right, though. It was just drive in fair. Now look at this dumb, dumb thing. They go to the door and they're like holding the door to open it, like a fake tense scene. There's no reason not to just go barging in.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's it's the basement. There's no exits. They go open it's the door. The and the guy's
1: the booth. Shit. It's the projection booth.
0: But there's a sword guy on the other side.
1: But why is now it okay? Now it's all right. <laughs>
0: Oh, Carl. You got it.
1: Oh, Jeremy. No, it's Austin. Austin is chopped up. So obviously Jeremy's the killer they think.
0: Did he get decapitated? Because he's got a nice, you could use his head like a bowling ball.
1: (laughs) Right. You could do three fingers, the eyes, and the mouth. Right. So he tells her to get on the speaker and tell everyone to like leave or honk their horn or do something. Like there's a killer on the loose. It's the dumbest thing ever
0: how did they project it like did they do it in front of the camera the projection
1: i guess they did it in front of the projector and that's why everyone could see right
0: so here's the glass right where the the image goes out here's the projector there's like a mill there's just an inch in between that and that's yeah. where they got killed in that inch oh jeremy's no. not
1: killer either
0: is that jeremy i can't yeah. recognize him without his hat
1: without his yeah
0: yeah. Boy. Okay. The census yeah, blood that gripped the California driving and spent it to other theaters in other countries on Thursday. There's no clues to the killer to identify and no end to the horror site. The killer could be anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. Carl, what the fuck? Now turn up the sound. Yeah.
1: Turn up the sound because you hear the manager of a theater that you're watching this in.
0: Murder in this theater. We're watching the filming. In this very stri- ferry driving? Just do not panic. Police are on their way.
1: Oh, so we, uh, nobody learned that nobody.
0: That's the care. ending of the movie. We never find out who's the
1: killer. This is no Poirot.
0: Holy shit! I don't know whether to be like aghast or like stunned. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm giddy. What an ending! Holy cow! It's just abruptly Ed saying the murderer never got away and he could be in this yeah, theater. The murderer was never found. And then you hear the manager go, There's
1: a murderer in the theater. Like, I don't know. If this film was done well, this stuff would be pretty cool,
0: you know? Like, Oh, like Orson Welles and War of the Worlds. He, the, people thought the radio show was real and the, the radio audience was like moving out of New Jersey. Yeah,
1: that's right. I've yeah. been to that site in New Jersey, Grover's Mill, uh-huh. and there's a little plaque
0: to it. Poor Grover's Mill. Carl, what'd you think of the movie, drive Massacre?
1: I think that this movie was so bad, it wasn't up to even your standards of your
0: podcast. That's I really it. think... That's yeah. ironic. was ironic because I thought this movie was up to my standards. Okay. It's everything I wanted in a movie. Well, uh
1: you didn't listen to the audio. The audio yeah. reveals that the people in the movie were walking through it. Just... Oh. Yeah, and they would make a mistake like listen, English, Ingl- Mister English, and they would correct themselves. That they never reshot it. it well, it was fun to watch on your show. Yeah. And I'm gonna, to I'm, I'm
0: like gonna that. recommend this movie if you're looking for a decent horror film. You can't go wrong with this. They really tried. There's Watching like 15, this film 15 decapitations. Most movies offer like four or five decapitations. Nine people
1: body count. One of them got skewered. There were two decapitations only.
0: I can't believe it! And that cliffhanger. (laughs) I'm sure the killer has died of natural causes by now. Jeff Kiss. Jeff Kiss. Wow. We don't need an ending. Most people have an ending, but not us, my friend. Oh, I just cleared it. Okay, so well, that was our movie for this week. We hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Wonderwall. Oh, uh, screwed that up, Carl. Yeah. Uh, Drive in Massacre. Next week's movie is Wonderwall. That's the reason why I blurted it. Uh, this is from 19... 19- this is not the Oasis song. This is not the second hour of... Desens kind of Nero. is.
1: Kind of is.
0: Well, they definitely got it from this. Uh yeah. This is a 1968 movie. The Beatles connection is that George Harrison uh, did the soundtrack. Like, they just gave him parts of the movie and he did it. Uh... So we wanna we're gonna check out uh the trailer. And by the way, if you type in Wonderwall on YouTube, you're gonna get the song
1: Wonderwall. Right.
0: So you may want to add 1968 to it. Trailer, so if I, I do Wonderwall, screen, screen bound pictures. Uh
1: screen bound pictures. Or do you surf,
0: I see surf styley looks kind of cool.
1: Okay, let me go back to surf
0: surf style y4 I
1: don't yes I do
0: surf style y4 yeah I'm pressing pause
1: I'm just okay. going back to zero zero zero
0: right I'm gonna catch up with you okay Let me gonna get the sound rocking here in the studio muni radio uh ready and three two one go. That's Harrison. Wonderwall, the movie, not the Oasis song. Not the, the Oasis song, which hasn't come out yet. Is that a mermaid? It is a mermaid. Good call. I said George. You must be a scientist.
1: Maybe I'll try to pitch you on a guest for this. Uh...
0: Oh, there must be a Beatle fan or something. There is a
1: huge Beatle fan, and he is my son.
0: He's a George
1: Harrison fan.
0: Oh, absolutely. Do you really want to drag your son into this podcast? Well, you you're right
1: to say drag. He might go like, Dad, I don't want to be part of your dumb thing.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. That's actually an advantage for us. <laughs> so
1: there's there's holes in the wall, but we haven't seen that yet.
0: Well, he gets to see like a uh, silhouette of a dancing oh, girl. Oh,
1: he projects. Uh, oh, he uses the light to make a
0: like a silhouette, like one of those. It's a it's a wall, already, a wonder wall.
1: Music by George Harrison.
0: Yeah, I turned it off. I mistake. Uh, hey, I don't know about this movie. Can I
1: yeah you're not interested anymore
0: no we're gonna see it it's a 60s uh hippie film from england
1: we love 60s hippie films and we love when rock stars are stars movies that's not exactly what this is
0: no i don't know what this movie is
1: well we saw huge cigarettes so i guess i call them cigars
0: oh it says tune in okay tune on okay drop in drop out No, drop in to see the Wonder Wall. They were
1: playing on the Tom Leary pop culture. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, real selective audience.
1: Kind of look like anime.
0: Oh, yeah. Jesus, sounds like a slaughterhouse. Just kill those fucking animals already. Well, that's our movie next week. It's Wonderwall. A creepy dude drills holes and looks at his next-door neighbor with hippie shit. I'm looking forward to it. All right. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for researching driving massacre Happy uh and you. we uh hope to see you next week tune in next week it'll uh, we'll drop in the podcast sunday night you can listen to us first uh, here on FM at 2 p.m carlsucks.com is all news about carl uh which sucks which sucks <laughs> and uh that's about it you could learn more about me at carlsucks.com i think uh <laughs> well your podcast is referenced yeah the podcast is referenced. perfect great all right thank you carl Thank Thank you, audience. We'll see you next week. Next week.
1: song. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. That's the duh of danse, not the duh of dummies. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now...
0: Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, let's watch a full <laughs> hyphen, length movie You two, one Wait, word, with Mike Spiegelman more. and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. I liked your hyphen. I had to throw in the hyphen in full length.
1: It's true to life, you know, it's,
0: using the hyphen. A lot of people ask me about our show. By the way, welcome to our show. Uh, Carl's here, I, my name is Mike. Our show is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube here on Mutiny Radio. We're here every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. In the heart of the San Francisco's Mission District, what a great sh- shows they have. Go type in mutinyradio.fm, discover the station uh, and donate. They have several, They have fundraisers. They have Venmo. There is a Patreon page. Do us a favor. Throw it in. Maybe check out the podcasts uh, on the website. We are also a podcast. We do it by our acronym L W A F F hyphen L M O Y T. Uh, you can find us on. Your any of your podcast subscribers, subscriptions, and we also have a YouTube channel. We watch a full length movie on YouTube. We talk through the entire movie. We want you to watch the movie and listen to us at the same time. If you don't have that patience, just go to our YouTube channel where Carl has meticulously synced up our podcast to the movie we are watching. Carl, what is the movie we are watching this week? Today we will watch The Christian
1: Licorice Store. Yes, Uh, yes, we're gonna do that. The Christian Licorice Store. Now, Licorice is L I C O Rice. L I C O R I C E. Nineteen seventy-one.
0: Okay, so we are going to go. And who? Which channel is this movie on? We like
1: Dino Luca Maria Carboni.
0: Oh, all right, with the accent. Um, Dino
1: Luca Maria Carboni. Four Dino words.
0: Luca Maria Carboni is the subscription Carbon. channel. On YouTube that is hosting the yes, liquor
1: store, it's
0: the the Chin no, not the Chinese liquor store, the Christian <laughs> licorice store. Man, I have I have three four questions already <laughs> just for the four word title. All right, uh, so we want you to find that link, find the the version, click the link, hit pause immediately. We're going to pause it, and we want you to move it to the left. And when you hear "go," click "go." Well, we're very excited. We have a celebrity comedian who will say go as part of our feature Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This gives you a chance to find the movie on YouTube. This gives you a chance to learn about a comedian celebrity. and hear them countdown. A celebrity comedian. That's right. We've had some good celebrity comedians, Carl. I don't yeah. hear them before we, we record, but I was just listening to our most recent episode, and I don't know. This shit's interesting. You're pretty good at this shit, dude. Yeah, I know what to ask
1: and I know who to ask it of. Uh-huh. And of course, the best interview I've ever done is Andy Quinn!
0: Oh yeah, you can find it. It's very easy to find what movie and who our guest star is by going to the website and taking a guess. Because our podcasts are listed by the date we broadcast on radio.fm. All right, take it away, Carl.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Celebrity Comedian, yeah. Comedian Countdown. This time with Johnny Hollywood! Johnny! Cloud hey, Dog, yay! Okay, so you are a for real ass comedian. You've been on Impractical Jokers, we've seen you on True TV. One of the things I'm impressed with you about is even though you're a real comedian out there doing gigs, you have yeah. the balls to show up at all these open mics, try out your mater- new material, mingle with these open micers.
0: Yeah. I guess I do that.
1: Now, one of the things I'm impressed with you about is you have this incredible drive to be in stand-up. I mean, you don't even have a day job.
0: (laughs) Who says you need a day job, Carl?
1: If you have a drive to be a stand-up comedian, usually it's important that you don't have a day job. That way, you're up at night, you're available, you can be out there and, 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 uh, And you know. And
0: working on it every night, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, No Filter Paul used to tell a joke about, uh, my wife says I don't see her anymore. And I'm like, that's great because I'm only doing comedy uh, eight days a week.
1: (laughs) At one of those gigs, I think it was in, uh, uh, not Garfield, it was in Elmwood Park. I I sang the Beatles song eight days a week. It was Paul's got a good marriage because he's out there doing comedy eight days a week.
0: Very good. That's not a
1: roar, but it was an inside joke, right? Sure. That's that's, that's a lot of the problems
0: with open mics. (laughs) A lot of it gets inside. It gets really clicky, and the guys don't have any ambition to do more than that open mic. They become professional open micers. Um, You should definitely be spreading it out and going to as many different open mics as possible. I mean, I used to drive literally like 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes three hours just to go to a different open mic okay so
1: now it is time for everyone at home to watch this movie with us they got to press play at the exact time as we do so let's hear a paced comedian countdown with johnny hollywood right now
0: three two one go oh let's crank up the music i got the audio Oh, uh, we want to give a shout. I really uh, is that the bridge tunnel or the or the Bay
1: Area after the Golden Gate Bridge? Well, it's a New Lewis. Jersey,
0: it's a New Jersey comic. You've seen a lot of tunnels, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to go with it. Up. Oh, uh, my fans! It's a bridge and tunnel crowd. This looks like uh, Marin County. North, uh, when you take the Golden Gate Bridge, you yeah. have to go through a tunnel.
1: Right, but and especially the hills,
0: how they're all barren wilderness. It's California. It, this must be a metaphor or a simile. Well, you know,
1: I I don't know. You see, the beginning of a film is supposed to give you atmosphere
0: and mood, but right.
1: we're really not coming back here.
0: We are getting atmosphere and mood. It establishes this California. There's a tunnel that you go, and at the end of the tunnel, oh, it looks like someone got fucked up. There's construction. Danger. Danger. Yeah. So it's symbolic. What a ballsy little director.
1: <laughs> well, this guy, you should like him. He directed half of the monkeys episodes.
0: Okay, I like him. Well, he did then Pop Sensibility. And that has to be Los Angeles, right? Oh, how barren. It's
1: got to be L.A., yeah. yeah. Okay, now we're about to see the end of the film.
0: Oh, like in uh, Fox Lux. Lux Fox. Have you seen that movie? It's I good. guess no. Box Lux. It starts at the ending and it rolls the end credits at the beginning of the film.
1: Fox Lux.
0: B-O-X-L-U-X. I'm okay. sure I got the title wrong. Look out, oh. dude. DeLorean's going to get fucked up.
1: Yeah, now look, it's not the construction site we saw a
0: minute ago. Oh. Oh, we got psyched out. They showed us the wrong tunnel intentionally.
1: I think that's a stunt, man. Yeah, that's a stunt, man that's not okay. Bo Bridges
0: it could be a Bo Bridges looking stuntman right like they exist oh this must be the tunnel
1: yeah now we're at the beginning modern day okay we just saw the ending but now we're at a tennis match why oh and there's Bo right now, I'm sure that, like, there's a vendor who's like, licorice, get your licorice. Get your-
0: <laughs> available every Sunday. Not available. Uh, meat version not available on Fridays. Right? They don't sell beef jerky at the licorice the Christian <laughs> no. licorice store on Fridays. Not on no meat.
1: No. Lent. Oh, what? A- this guy fucked up.
0: He's a professional tennis player. I'll cut to the chase. What the fuck is a, li- a Christian licorice, licorice s- store. store? I'm not going to cut to the chase. God. All right. As an audience member, I'm intrigued. You named your now, movie.
1: We're waiting for the licorice vendor. You know, when you go play see tennis, they always come around. Licorice. Get... You could get Twizzlers. They frown on it, but you can't. They frown
0: it. on it, yeah.
1: Now there's, okay. When I first saw this movie, I this
0: is four. Okay. I uh, thought for it was the... Jeff Bridges. Well, Bo Bridges is a handsome man, and uh, he was a handsome man y- as a young man as well, as you can yeah. see. Yeah, he definitely, uh, he still looked like he did, you know, at the height of his popularity.
1: I thought it was just a super young Jeff Bridges. So right. I incorrectly watched the beginning of this film because he turns his face. It's, it's not, it's not Jeff, it's Bo. So I was be looking at him like, he, gosh, he was young. Well, yeah, we, haven't seen,
0: we haven't seen the opening credits, so we don't know which bridges this could be. So you were but probably like, seen
1: This film.
0: All right. You've seen this film four times. I've seen it once. Okay. Once. okay. Did so I make head? All
1: the reporters are like, You won today. What's, give me your yeah. scoop. Now, it's just overkill for the reality of how many people would be there. Okay. I mean, but think about how many
0: sports magazines are here. There's Sports Illustrated, Sports Monthly, Sports Weekly, right. Daily Sports. The Daily Sports. Sports, is sports here. Racing tip uh, sheet.
1: There's Illustrated Sports of.
0: Oh, man. It was rough. Before Sports Illustrated, people right. had to read text only Sports Monthly.
1: Oh, no. Oh, God. It's so what much a headache. Pictures, right?
0: Well, sometimes they would use the letters to make like a tennis player, like using a <laughs> creative. It was on that
1: purple paper.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Mimeograph. (laughs) stapled.
0: It was was part of the print center uh, thing. So he's the mentor? Okay.
1: So this guy is a former tennis star, and he is the coach. Okay? His name's JC, and he'll be a big part of our film. In reality, he's a guy who was in silent films and made the transition into sound. One of the few who actually did it.
0: That's cool. what a cool guy so we're we're actually being introduced to him from one of the talkies he did later in his career right
1: now his name's gilbert rolland he's mexican and he stopped in the 80s but he started in the 20s
0: wow yeah i'd love to check more of him out he was Uh, in the cisco kids series that
1: was a big deal mm And he was in uh, When We Were Strangers, Bad and the Beautiful, Thunder Bay. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Before. He was a big guy at the time. Did Spaghetti Westerns, too.
0: Now he's a tennis player mentor.
1: Okay, now we're looking at Maud Adams. And in this okay. movie, her name is Cynthia, which is the name of my comedian wife. Okay? Carl,
0: I'm so disappointed that you did not say then came Maud. Then came Maud. You had what? to get the. I'm getting that one out of the way. The Maude and Then TV.
2: came
1: Maud. I don't get the joke. There's Alan Arbus. Not right now in the red
0: sweater. I don't get the joke. There was a TV show that I never saw because it wasn't syndicated when I was watching TV called Maud. M A. I remember Maud. So that then came mod Is that the it's name? Theme or, song. Oh,
1: that's the theme song. Right. Who rarely checked out that show it, it was wasn't really on
0: that much. archie bunker spinoff yeah so it was archie bunker and then it was his jefferson's uh right They were neighbors or something yes. and then
1: uh i don't yeah they moved in
0: yeah uh and then there was uh oh go ahead archie well Bunker's we're just
1: meeting Maud adams and we're meeting alan Arbus now Maud, is, i'm just gonna call her uh erica call her cynthia Cynthia okay and 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 he's Monroe so like he's I don't know what his job is or anything but she's a photographer and as she's leaving the like carnival circus thing they just took photos of she goes call me to Alan Arbus so we're introduced to him as a love interest of Maud okay
0: Alan Arbus right so that's like Barney Miller Right, I don't know. I've, I've seen his face. Well, I know we who's...
1: saw him in Alice, Palace, uh, uh, Palace, Greaser's uh, Palace.
0: Oh, Robert Downey Sr.'s film. He Kreaser was palace. the
1: Jesus character who came down in the parachute.
0: Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, he was on the yeah. fucking poster. I gotcha. I remember. Him. Now this is a Hollywood party. Carl, I've only seen this once, so I have no idea. But I figure that these are all real mm-hmm. Hollywood people, because half the the cast are actual directors, like good directors.
1: That's exactly directors. right. This is, the director called in a lot of favors, but mostly the producer, the executive producer called in a lot of favors. Um, his name was um, uh, Michael Laughlin, like, no, uh, well, I'll talk about it in a minute. Sure. We are seeing a who's who, and I failed you as a researcher.
0: No, no, Carl, I'm weird. telling you, this is this, this would we would have to watch this film more than four times. So you it, know what I'm saying?
1: Look for Howard Hessman from WKRP in Cincinnati, who was okay. also in our Munchies.
0: The voice, but, but voice only in you. Munchies.
1: Director Monty Hellman, who was going to direct this film but didn't like the script, but knew the author. He's in it.
0: Do, uh, do you do you recall where he is? You know, we saw one of his films.
1: Monty Hellman,
0: which yeah, one? Uh, a little film called Cock Fighter.
1: Oh wow, that was yeah a cool one back.
0: So he and he did two lane. Uh, high, high, fuck, uh, two lane. Yeah, uh, two
1: lane. Black
0: top. Black top.
1: That was written by the same guy who wrote ours, and that's oh. how we got him to be in it.
0: Like, well, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. He, and this is kind co- of a monkey thing. It. Yeah.
1: So we're seeing a really a who's who of Hollywood in 1969. That's really what year this was shot. Uh, George Krigo, Robert Kaufman, Barney Miller creator, Ted Flicker. Uh You see, our director came to L.A. as an actor first. And he was an improv group that had uh, Ted Flicker in it. And other names you'd know. George Segal. Buck Henry was in it. The group was called the premise and so just through his networking you know years later he's doing a movie with uh you know he's so ted flickers in the party he'd go on to make barney miller and of course we know alban alan Arvis was on it
0: yeah oh absolutely oh, all right that's cool well this i have to say cool. it's <laughs> funny you say like he's a monkeys writer because it right. does have a structure it's a really weird experimental oh, like yep. first film i made a first film Structure. like this right now we're being introduced at a hollywood party right and it's just and we haven't even seen the credits yet so
1: he is a he directed uh he didn't write anything here he directed the monkeys like oh he directed Hatties.
0: the monkeys yeah. yeah
1: so he's a big deal and he pretty much just let the camera go uh you know follow you know that guy is
0: that robert england
1: I don't know, man. I really failed you as a reason. <laughs> no, don't even
0: worry about it. I've, I recognize him from my cologne bottle.
1: <laughs> it should be when I go to that guy, I say, there's Frank Thompson and there's Bill. I should be. Able- I feel like
0: we should be able to do that if we watch this film continuously. Like, I think if I watch this film several times and I could figure out who's who, that's how I would do it. Here's now, this a- is- oh. Yeah, go ahead.
1: So we didn't see Howard Hessman, did we? I don't know. So this is interesting, good thing of the director. Here's our opening credits. It's 12 minutes into the film, and they're like, the viewing of our film will be in the projection room downstairs. And now we're seeing the credits of our film. It's pretty
0: cool. But it's, our film is the character who's in the audience. The movie opens with the characters in the audience watching their own film. Right. With, uh, with the actor's uh, uh, two name. Two of them. Yeah. yeah but these are real names you know lalo sherson did the music he's not a, these are real people beau bridges so I, I i don't know like carl i think this is a great stunt this director did like yeah. by pulling this like having like you're in hollywood you're gonna die in hollywood <laughs> you see the way you're gonna die it starts off with you in hollywood and hollywood presents your story and that's the way you open the credits my thing is where do you go from there like, once you set up such a great opening where it's so self consciously opening a movie, once that scene is opening, scene is done, you know, you better have a great next scene. Otherwise, it deflates the entire movie because we just yeah. went through this like self conscious, you know, meta cool, but trick. You know, it should deliver next. Directors do that, but it's just sometimes you see a movie where, eh, you know, like it's clever, you know. You should write your movie backwards. Did you ever see Pootie Tang, where it starts off, he, he's talking like Bob Costas, and they have a clip from the movie, and they show the entire movie, and at the end, they they go back to the, the set, and he goes, oh, we were just going to play the trailer. We just played the whole movie. <laughs> and it was, you know, that was, you know.
1: I did see that film, but I guess I blanked that film out, because it was really bad, and so I didn't, like, it, you know, like, it's not just a bad reputation. You watch that film, and you're like, I don't want to watch it. You want to Okay, so now we have the inciting incident, okay? And it's kind of late in our film, but boy meets girl. That's what happens here. That what the, This movie is about their relationship.
0: Yeah, I think they have chemistry in this movie, right? I mean, like, they're gonna, it's, it's I like Mud Adams and Young Bell Bridges is good. And they were sexually attracted to each other in real life. Oh. Yeah sources uh, anonymous sources say on set
1: well i mean extra, Pebble, extra. bridges says it the director said it this one woman called up the director and had an inner phone interview with him about this movie the guy was 85 years old in palm springs i don't wow. know what year this was He maybe he passed on i'm not sure but he, that interview really gave me a lot of insight
0: oh no shit no yeah did he talk about Was it theatrically released or was it just in film festival? Well,
1: I mean, he didn't really talk about that. He was a little embarrassed about it. Its theatrical release was horrible. Uh, first of all, they didn't like the movie and they sat on it for two years. This thing was shot in 69 and done. Um, the film opened November 24, 71 at the Paris Theater in Boston, four theaters in Detroit. It was also in 71 screened in Greenwich Village. Huh. That's it. And it also never came out on DVD or VHS.
0: I know, that's the crazy part. I'll tell you how I found this film. I was looking for another film and I believe it was on the channel Dino, our friend Dino's channel. And (laughs) uh, as I do, I always check the the channel's uh, videos. Yeah, Yeah, what else do you have? And there was this, and I couldn't believe it. Look at this, Mahalo Drive, right? Right. I don't know if it's Mulholland Drive. I don't know. I has have it has to be. It has yeah, to be. Look you're a Los Angeles native. You remember this.
1: Well, sure. I
0: lived in Growing Los Growing up Angeles. in Los Angeles. Yeah. You lived I off know. of Mulholland I Drive. You can still see are. You could still see your tent over there. Look right there. Your tent right <laughs> off the side of the road. Uh, <laughs> where do you live in Los Angeles? Off of Mulholland Drive. The good old days, you used to be able to hang out that Hollywood
1: sign and drive.